Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Thank you, Coach Dorsey. So today we're going to talk about, today's topic is actually rebellion in the rush. Rebellion in the rush. So you know how we do it. We always start with definition. So I'm going to give you a definition of what rebellion is and we're going to talk about it from scripture and uh, also give a, a practical um, application around this topic of rebellion. And so by definition, rebellion is being in opposition to authority, right? In opposition to authority, okay? Uh, it can become violent, but it can also remain unexpressed. But it's important to know that rebellion always begins in the heart. Rebellion against God's authority was humanity's first sin. If you go back and look at Genesis 3, you'll discover that that's where it all started. And it continues to be our downfall, our, our sinful nature does not want to bow to the authority of another. And that's even God. It's, it's, it's there. It's there. We want to be the bosses of our own thing. We want to be in control. We want to, you know, we want to do things our way. It's our nature, right? And it's actually the root of sin, okay? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Rebellion against proper authority is a serious matter in God's eye. Okay? The prophet uh, Samuel confronted King Saul with these words. He said, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of the rams, for rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. It's that serious. Because, and the scripture says, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And so in this passage, rebellion is linked to pride, and both sins, rebellion and arrogance, are equated with witchcraft and paganism because of Saul's persistent rebellion against God, he lost the throne and his royal dynasty was cut short. God gave the kingdom to David. If you look at 1 Samuel 13 and 14. And although we we have the freedom to choose to obey the Lord or, or not obey, his law still prevails. Right, and when we <clears throat> excuse me rebel against God and His right to be our Lord, consequences follow, just as they did with Saul. Every human heart has the seed of rebellion germinating within him. When we believe someone is not respecting our rights, we rebel. Right, and. <clears throat> To those of you who are listening on the call, 
you know, perhaps you have a business, a ministry, you know, you know, we know that rebellion can actually destroy our ministries too. You've seen it. You know, you've seen, you know, where pastors have lost their ministries and, you know, men and women of God, you know, have lost their ministries. And the thing is, if you're rebelling against God, you're putting a person or a thing above God, making it an idol. Right? That's, that's, that's actually what it is. You're actually practicing idolatry. But one of the things I wanted to talk about today is rebellion in the rush. Some simple acts of rebellion that can lead to those larger or bigger acts, if you will, right? And I call this rebellion in the rush, in the rush of our busyness to get where we're going, do what we're doing. Excuse me. The deal is God is speaking to us all the time. He's, all, he's giving us instructions all the time. He's always inviting us to participate in what he's doing. But in our busyness of being busy, we can overlook and dismiss those invitations. We question whether or not we heard from him. But the question should be, how can I be, but the question should be, how can I be sure it wasn't him, Right? Because the deal is it's up to us to adhere in obedience to even the small things. And those are the things that that can trip us up sometimes, right? But to get to the big stuff, we got to learn obedience to the smaller things. And it reminded me of an instance where, this was a few years ago, I was headed to one of my favorite hangouts, an office supply store. Y'all know me already. Y'all know how much I love going to office supply stores and sniffing around. But this was a a few years ago, I believe, uh, back, it was about four or five years ago, but I remember it so vividly because I I remember I was driving around, you know, I was going to this office store, but as I was driving around in the parking lot, I was looking for a parking space, of course, and I noticed this lady walking around in the parking lot. And so... Uh, once I, you know, found the, the parking space, I, you know, I parked and and then I just kind of stayed in the car for a few seconds and I was looking in my rearview mirror to see what she was doing because I, you know, I noticed this lady. I'm like, you know, what is she doing? You know, she she wasn't actually looking for a car. She was just kind of wandering around. And then all of a sudden she uh, disappeared. So I got out of my car uh, and uh, don't, you know, went on about my business in the store and sniffed around and purchased my items after I got done sniffing around the office supplies and stuff and got back in my car and went to another store. I think it was Barnes & Noble. Uh, I got out of the car, and as I was about to go in, this lady appeared. She approached me, and she asked me for some money. And I actually said no, not because I didn't have it, but a lot of times I'm always just, you know, really cautious. So I kept walking, and I went into the store, and I heard God speak to me and said, go find that woman. And so I left the store. You know, I went in, and then I turned around, and I left the store, and then I kind of looked around in the parking lot, and I, I didn't see her. I got in my car. I drove around the perimeter, you know, of the, uh, the, the strip center, 
and she was just really nowhere to be found. And to this day, I have no idea where this woman went. But here's what I do know. I noticed that woman before I went into the first store. But I believe in my rebellion in the rush of my busyness to get into that first store, I may have missed an opportunity. Although it was a learning lesson, I, I, I may have missed an opportunity. And I wish, I wish I could say that was the only time, right? You know, but because I remember that so vividly, it was really uh, impactful to me to be aware, more aware, and more cautious, right? <clears throat> more cautious, not in, in terms of, you know, a situation necessarily like that, but more cautious in terms of listening, listening to God. Because I'm sure that a lot of you may have been in similar situations, right, where ignoring God's promptings, sometimes they may not seem like a big deal, but it really is a big deal. And so you may ask yourself, well, how can I be sure it was him? Well, how can you be sure? How can I be sure it wasn't him? Right? Because it's not just, it's not just those big things. It's not, it's not, it's not just like things like that, that that we can miss opportunities. A lot of times he's testing us to see whether or not we're going to be obedient to something that he's telling us to do. And the lesson is that God's instruction today developed in us a keen sense of awareness for his direction for tomorrow. So his instruction develops us today to have a keen sense of awareness in his direction for tomorrow. And ignoring these promptings on a regular basis can be risky when it comes to obeying God in these type of moments. It can hamper our ability to discern his direction, right? Our, our ears, our spiritual ears can, can be plugged up, right? It can dull our sensitivity and awareness of his direction, causing us to miss his invitation to impact those around us and help to grow us, right? So don't risk missing these opportunities. Don't miss by, by, by acting in rebellion in the rush to do other things. Listen to his promptings, right? Don't, don't miss out on opportunities. I believe that that was, you know, prayerfully, because I did pray for that lady, and I don't know exactly what happened to that lady, right? But again, it is because of that particular incident that I'm able to talk about it now because it was a lesson for me. It was a lesson that risking out on opportunities because we're not paying attention of attention to those seemingly smaller assignments can be 
risky, right? And so we don't want to get to the point where we are hampering our ability to discern his direction, our sensitivity and our awareness to where he wants to lead us to do things, to, you know, to impact others and to grow spiritually, right? I don't ever want to be in a position where my spiritual, spiritual ears are so plugged up where I, where I can't even hear from him. So I hope that today's wisdom has inspired you. And I'm really curious, was there anything that was said during this time that resonated with you? If you got something from this call, feel free to share it. You can share it by using two hashtags. I'm only going to give you two hashtags. One is hashtag rebellion in the rush, and then hashtag wisdom inspired success call. And just as Coach Dorothy said, you can go to wisdominspired.net to subscribe and find all the links to all the platforms where you can listen to previous episodes. And you can subscribe to our uh, newsletter, leave us a review. And as always, if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station, with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.